Assalamu alaikum rahmatullah wa barakatuhu. <clears throat> Within religion and spiritual paths, there are many ways that people are instructed to come closer to their Lord and to serve their Lord. There's the path of religious ritual. And people can take up as much time as they like or can afford to give up for religious ritual. There's the path of service where people do work on behalf of others um, selflessly. There's the path of knowledge, where people try to learn everything they can about their Lord and become close to Him that way. But it is said that the most direct path and the path that is most successful for the average man is the path of love. And the path of love brings you directly in contact, can bring you directly in contact with your Creator. Love, by its very nature, is able to overcome all of the lower forces and all of the lower inclinations. It's like a fire that wipes them away. And without love, it's very difficult to subdue the fire of the lower forces. The intellect can't subdue them. But love can subdue them. And each one of us should imagine times when love in us was very strong. Times when love in us was very powerful. And the effect that it had on us. And what we will remember is that all of the difficulties <clears throat> or the things that bothered us or the anxieties, when love is strong, they fade away. There's no room for them. Love suppresses them. Love suppresses them and then burns them up. So what we need to do is we need to meditate on love. We need to meditate on bringing love into our being. We need to think about how powerful Allah's love is for us. How powerful God's love is for us. How this life force that we have has been given to us through love. And how love maintains and sustains us. If we understood for a second that if Allah lost his love for this creation, this creation would disappear. But this creation is held into place 
by Allah's love. So what we need to do is try and comprehend that love and return that love to our Creator. It is in that love for our Creator that we can come into touch with reality. Because the string that attaches us to our Creator is love. And the string that attaches us to reality is love. When love is strong, illusion, maya, fades away. Because love is stronger than illusion. Love is stronger than maya. Karma fades away. Because love is stronger than karma. We constantly have all of these old attachments that we were born with, that came to us through our parents, and they influence our being. And everyone wants to know, well, how can I rid myself of all of these influences? And the way we rid ourselves of these influences is to be in a state of divine love. Allah has no karma. His love has no karma. His love has no attachments. He is and he gives. He doesn't have favorites. He doesn't pick one over the other. He gives to everybody. The air is free. The water is free. The love that he gives is free. And if we can find this love and attach ourselves to this love, we become free. And it's in that freedom, through that love, that we can begin to understand reality. As Maya fades, as karma fades, as this world fades from us, as its influence on us fades, we become closer to the truth. And the truth is non-manifest. And this is a difficult concept to grasp. But when we are constantly using our senses as the way we find our way around the world, we become closer to maya and to karma. So, if you live your life through your body and through your body's senses, through your eyes, nose, ears, touch, taste, you become closer to illusion. As you become closer to illusion, it seems real. It seems as if your sustenance is there. And you miss the point of where your sustenance actually comes from. And it doesn't come from the world. Our sustenance is supplied to the world, to us, by our Creator. Our Creator is non-manifest. He has 
made us into manifest beings, and he has created manifest sustenance for us. But, it's also been explained to us that this manifest existence has a period of time. And time is the great destroyer. Over the course of time, everything we see disappears. Over the course of time, everything fades. Allah is without time. But time is the limitation in this world. Time is the process of dissipation. Time is the destroyer of all things insignificant. Time is the destroyer of all of illusion. Time is the destroyer of all our thoughts. Time is the destroyer of all our ideas. Over time, all these things disappear. Now, if we can understand that, and if we can release ourselves from our sensory functioning, and from the belief that that's the only functioning that we have, we can move into a different space. We can move into a different understanding of things. We can become different. What is it that separates ordinary man from exalted man? What is it that separates ordinary man from transcendent man? And at the core is the attachment to the world. At the core is the desire for the world. At the core is the interplay with the world and the fact that we get satisfaction from the world. If we are able to release ourselves from the things that bring us satisfaction in the world, or at least the things that we believe give us satisfaction from the world, we can begin the move into becoming transcendent man. But as long as we hold on to the world, and as long as we look for our sustenance and our gratification from the things of the world, transcendence is beyond us. Because transcendence can't be found in maya. Transcendence can't be found in illusion. Transcendence can't be found in the elemental. Transcendence is beyond maya, beyond illusion, beyond the elemental. And we have to somehow go beyond the elemental. And the springboard to get us beyond the elemental is love. <coughs> when we are within <coughs> the confines of illusion and belief in illusion, we see separation. Everybody's face looks different to us. We see every individual as someone other, other than ourselves. If 
we take the leap into unconditional love as this love grows and as this love goes from ordinary worldly love and becomes divine love some very interesting things begin to happen to us we no longer separate individuals as other we see everyone as part of ourselves because our love is so strong that it overwhelms the differences that our sensory perceptions perceive and to become real we have to become stronger than our sensory perceptions we have to have a part of us that understands things and sees things in a different way than our sensory perceptions do uh, our Sheikh Muhammad Rahim Baal Muhayyadeen often said you have to see with the eyes within the eyes you have to hear with the ears within the ear you have to taste with the taste within the tongue which means there's another realm of perception out there that's different than the perception that we know and that realm of perception occurs through love now love is a state of being it's not something we talk about and how do we know when we're in that state of being we know by our qualities we know by what's happened to us we no longer have animosity we no longer have resentment we no longer have hastiness or anger we no longer have hate or prejudice we no longer see differences love wipes away differences differences create duality love wipes away duality in truth in reality in Allah there is but one and everything that takes us to more than one takes us away from the truth so as we see differences we see duality as we see races we see duality as we see differences in religions we see duality it's only when we can look at the world and see everything as part of our creator's creation do we only then begin to understand and then we have to take the next step we have to stop believing in this body and we have to understand that this body holds our senses and is what we function with within this world of illusion but if we are going to go beyond this world of illusion if we're going to transcend the material world and this body is material we have to begin to focus
on that which is non-manifest. So, God, Allah, our creator, has no form. We have to be able to focus our meditation, our thoughts, our reality, on a formless reality beyond the physical being. And it's very difficult to do this through the intellect. The intellect has great trouble grasping anything that is beyond the material world. But love can transcend that. Love can go to places where the mind cannot go. And it can go there without limitation. Love isn't held up by ideas. The mind gets tricked by ideas. Love doesn't succumb to strong arguments. The mind can go into doubt by way of arguments. Love transcends all of the differences that are thrown at us by the different religions and the different philosophies within the world. Love goes beyond all these. Love is not about words. Love is about an overwhelming feeling of being unified with everything in existence and entering into that resonance that created that unification. So if we can understand that, if we can believe in that, we can escape from the misery that comes with this existence, the difficulty that comes with this existence. There are always things that will bring pain to us if we are looking for sustenance from the world. If you're looking for fame, every time someone criticizes you, you're going to feel pain. If you're looking for fame, every bad review cuts at your heart because you see the difference between praise and blame as a competition. You see praise as something you compete for and blame as something you want to avoid. And you live your life in a route that takes you away from blame and brings you to praise. And in this machination of our being to try and do this, we cause ourselves tremendous pain constantly because praise and blame are two sides of the same coin. And there's no one in this world that can go through it without blame. You would think someone like our sheikh wouldn't have critics and wouldn't be blamed and wouldn't have people criticize him. Well, it's not true. He was blamed and criticized all the time by people who couldn't understand what he was doing. There's a very interesting phenomenon among ordinary man. 
Many ordinary men believe that if they can't do it, nobody else can. They have, through their arrogance, somehow put themselves at the penultimate of existence and at a place where they think they know everything, can judge everything, and make decisions about everything. Well, in that place where nothing is greater than you are and where you are sitting in judgment of the entire world, you have totally lost the path of truth. You've totally succumbed to the delusions and the hypnotisms and the magnetisms of the world. And when you bump into anything that disagrees with you, everything is set off inside of you. Anger is set off. Resentment is set off. Animosity is set off. And this is how wars begin. And they don't have to be international wars for there to be wars. They can be just in your own system with the rest of the world. And some people are constantly at war with the world. Everything is personal. Everything is about them. Everything has to do with them. And so anything that somehow disturbs them has to be reacted to and has to be taken care of. A very simple example is road rage. People are driving. Nobody knows each other. Somebody cuts somebody off, and they think, how could they do that to me? <laughs> and, you know, every once in a while, guns come out, and terrible things happen. Um, no matter how much you may think this world is personally going after you, that thought has to be given up. You have to be able to remove yourself from the purview of the haters. And you have to be able to remove yourself from their influence. There will always be those <coughs> in this world who hate. There will always be those in this world who will not give credit to anyone for anything, no matter what they do. There will always be the ones in this world who you cannot help, no matter what your kindness is. And some of this has to do with men mental instability, uh, mental difficulties, where people are so engrossed in their egocentric self that they hear and see nothing else but their own needs. Empathy is a bridge to love. If we are without empathy, love is going to be very difficult to obtain. So, in order to love, we have to be able to feel others. We have to be influenced by the pain and joy of others. If we can't be happy when others are happy, we've separated ourselves from their happiness. If we can't feel the pain of others when they are in pain, we've separated ourselves from their difficulties. And Allah doesn't separate himself. So we need to follow the example of our Lord and not separate ourselves. 
We have to find a way to become inclusive. We have to find a way to be part of everybody. Now, there are situations where you're going to have to stay away from certain people because they're dangerous to you. But for the most part, you can love and you can understand the needs of others through your love. And the interesting thing is, the stronger your love is, the less needy you become. The less you need in this world, your desires have become limited. One of the reasons for the manifestation of a sheikh, a katub, in the world is so that people can see how a manifested being is supposed to act. And a manifested being acts almost as if he's non-manifest. He almost acts as if he wasn't put into this world. He acts like he's from a place beyond this world, where this world isn't what affects him, but what affects him is beyond this world, is the non-manifest world. He understands the immortality of the non-manifest world, understands the mortality of the manifest world, and the limited nature of the manifest world, and the fact that for us to understand the immortality of the non-manifest, we have to get over the limited nature of our sensual pleasures and our sensual involvement with the world. We have to go beyond it. Now, I recently got a letter from somebody who said, this path is difficult and lonely. Well, in that space where you begin to leave the world, you do think it's lonely. Because all of the things that have gratified you all your life, or you think are going to give you gratification, you've relieved yourself of them. You released yourself from them. So, what is there to gratify you now? What is there to give you satisfaction now? What is there to give you praise now? What is there to soothe your brow now? Allah is there for all of that. But you have to leave the need of what you've left behind. You have to leave the desire for what you've left behind. There will be a period of grieving when it becomes difficult to leave it behind. But it needs to be left behind to go into the next step. There's a story of a great holy man who was leaving his body to go into the non-manifest. And his wife walked into his room and she saw him laying there and she started shaking him and screaming his name. And her voice went through all the seven, all, through all the heavens and caught him and brought him back into his being because of his attachment to her, his love for her, and his empathy not to make her grieve. 
So we have to understand how strong these attachments are to the world, how certain people make us happy or make us sad. We have to give up these attachments. There was another holy man who lost his son when he was very young, when the son was young. And he said immediately to his Lord, My Lord, you've taken my son and I thank you for that because my closeness to him interfered with my closeness to you. And we have to understand that. Even though the heart-wrenching pain of the loss of a child can be a movement towards getting closer to your Lord. We need to do what needs to be done to get closer to our Lord. And the quick, shortest way is through immense, overwhelming, powerful, unconditional love. This is the path that was given to us by our Sheikh. And he showed us love constantly during his tenure in the manifest state. One of the reasons we were drawn to him from the beginning was that in his presence, all of the difficulties of the world faded away. His love cleansed us of our attachments, cleansed us of our difficulties, cleansed us of our involvements, made everything really simple and clear. If we sat in this space where love existed and only love existed, we were in the middle of the universe. There was nowhere else to go. There was nowhere else to be. So all of the anxieties of what we needed to do disappeared. All of a sudden, we didn't need to do. We didn't need to go. We didn't need to be in the next phase. We were not thinking living in the future. We were not thinking living in the past. We were in the moment, and that moment was divine. That moment was lovely. That moment was love. We need to find that moment in our lives. And that moment doesn't end. That moment is beyond time. So the force of destruction leaves. Time leaves. Because all of the things that time can dissipate are no longer important to us. The only thing that's important is the essence of things. And the essence of things is love. And that will take us into the world of reality and beyond this temporary mode of manifestation. May we all understand that and may that path become straight for us. Amin. Amin. Ya Rabbi Lalameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.